Thank you for downloading this podcast and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast to help the channel better understand the trends, technologies and concepts that are facing the IT industry today. I'm your host, David Fern, and we hope you enjoy this Arrow production. And please subscribe. Thanks. Hi and welcome to our once a year look back at the predictions that I make every single year and whether or not I was right or whether or not I was miles off. Oh, let me help you there. Thanks, mate. Appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. So um, at the start of every year, I uh, I get the opportunity to write uh, a piece of, uh, of PR about trends, technologies, and concepts for that particular year. Um, doing it since 2015, uh, 2016, and obviously do it this year as well. And uh, I try and write around 10... 10 predictions, and I, and, I, and I quantify them into technologies, so individual technologies that are coming through, mm-hmm. trends that we're seeing in the market, so directions, mm. fashions, and concepts. So what, you know, more of a conceptual thing that might take off this year. Look, I, I don't want to be rude, um, but... <laughs> but, but crack on. <laughs> <laughs> Why else am I here? Yeah. Um, if you didn't get a chance to read uh, both parts of David's blog, um, we did actually record didn't we, at the start of this yes, year? Yes, we did. Yeah, so there's uh, there's uh, two podcasts, two ba- editions of Bandwidth, where uh, tune in uh, and listen to my incredulity at uh, David with his... Um, oh, my God. Did you say incredulity? Yeah, I know. I'm doing well there. Um, I've been with you too long. Yeah, you have. Um, at, uh, at your your predictions and your... What's it called? Crystal ball gazing. Yes. So, shall we crack on? Yes. Yeah, so, so this uh, this um, episode is going to be basically reviewing reviewing those trends. Yeah, we were going to give you... How should we do this? Should we give you a score? Or should we just look back and go, did we get anywhere? Or did we? Yeah, Royal we. You. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. Did did we get anywhere close to being right? Or did you yes. get it massively wrong? I like doing it that way. Yeah, thanks, mate. It's I all right. Um, but let, yeah, let's just, let's just... Let's go for it and see where we go. See where it goes. So, um, so prediction numero uno was, and I'm going to give you the, the names of them, because I, I work hard on the names. The names have to be catchy. I love the really first good. one. I love the first one. So it's Power of the Edge. We don't mean the edge from you two either. Sorry, I'm we not We certainly do, do not. You're so old. You two, who are they? Yeah, so it's called the Power of the Edge. Now, what I meant by this was that edge computing would become more prolific. Mm. Now, just to be very, very clear, by edge computing, we don't mean... Um, laptops, desktops, mobile phones. What we mean is, well, I suppose I do mean mobile phones to some degree, but what I'm really talking about is IoT devices. So, you know, IoT devices will collect information, stream it back to a data center, and the data center will do huge amounts of, of processing and then return results or, or do something else with the, mm-hmm. with yeah, the data. Yeah, I'm with you. But the purpose of the, of the topic was it's all about how we can shift the computational overhead from the data center to the edge device itself. So, for example, you know, one of the examples we used was was um, security cameras. Yep. So security cameras that didn't pass back the video stream, which is hugely high bandwidth, and actually normally has to be stepped down a couple of resolution factors before it can even be s- sent back because sending HD back is incredibly complex, especially from some of the diverse locations. Learned a lot this year, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, if you were to process it into essentially a machined understanding of the dimensions of people's faces, 
basically what a computer vision solution does uh, in a data center yep. and just pass back the processed information to be then looked up on a database to say, is that someone of interest? Is that someone we're looking for? Blah, 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 blah. Would that, wouldn't that be a more valuable use of the bandwidth? So essentially we could send a much higher frequency, a much lower latency um, signal back. A and actually this doesn't just go for cheaper to cheaper yeah i mean because at the end of the day probably the majority of the cost is in the bandwidth Trans is, yes is in transferring the data from yep. a to b rather than the actual device at the edge especially when we're talking about security cameras that are expensive anyway mm. um adding a bit more computation to them is not gonna not gonna kill anyone so we'll cut to the chase i'm gonna give you a nine out of ten for that i think <laughs> i think we've seen it in uh, yeah don't expect them all to be like this <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think you sp i think i think we you we we're spot on with that one. Um, yeah, you look at some of the areas where I see uh, the various parts of Arrow starting to work together, mm -hmm. and lo and behold, um, computation at the edge is definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's interesting as well, you mentioned CCTV, because we've got some practical examples of that as well, where, where there is the whole facial recognition piece happening now it could be facial recognition or it could be uh image interpretation on sort of like a manufacturing and production line and yeah outside of that sort of like you say sort of doing work at the edge and out at a facility or in the field and then the cost impacts of the network of one thing but also look at it about latency as well you know you're starting to see you know i think this year uh, I've seen a massive uptick in the number of conversations with people around uh, AI and machine learning. Yep. And there are certain cases, use cases, where you know, the cloud is a massively powerful thing. But you know, when you can't rely on um, milliseconds of latency, then how do you leverage a, another technology yep. like machine learning? Well, you know what? You've got to put that compute out to the edge. So, yeah, I... <laughs> Not begrudgingly, so we're all a big team here on bandwidth. Um, yeah, spot on. Well, and then you've also got, I mean, just to really, really ram the point home, you've also got um, mobile devices now. Yep. You know, so the iPhone X, the um, some of the Samsung devices are starting to mm. include dedicated coprocessors that are there to do AR. So you've got the AR chip in the new Apple iPhone X. You've got the A11 Bionic nu Neural Engine AI chip in That's the iPhone X. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so you've got all of these highly powerful and very specific processors, and I'm just referring to Apple yeah. because it's just in front of me. But mm. you know, I know that Samsung's doing the same thing. I yep. know that LG doing the same Par thing. Parallel, par parallel, parallel processing on on a mobile device. Who'd have thunk it? It's like, yeah, it, it, it's really changing. I think the way that we interact with technology. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I don't want to yeah. go off and down a tangent there. And just just to just to go from from iOS and Android, so. Samsung Galaxy S9 has a dedicated neural engine chip as well. So, yeah, all the manufacturers are moving down this road. All yep. of the, you know, the direction is very much in computation at the edge, whereas mm -hmm. it was all about passing back. Yeah. But obviously that, that included latency. So, really interesting development, and I'm, I'm happy to give myself pat on the back. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't go as far as pat on the back, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say that it was there or thereabouts. <laughs> so, um, on to the next one: the year of the data divorce. Now, what I meant by this was um, essentially GDPR is a coming, right? And it's coming like a steam train 
twenty or twenty eighth of May. Twenty fifth of May next year. So let's let's be real. Let's be really careful now. Um, where we're at here in this year, uh, the particular time of this year, I won't mention which year it is because we don't want to date it too badly. This podcast, but um, legislation's passed. It's happening. It's here. This deadline that we're seeing in the press a lot is is about when the legislation can be Yeah, enforced. that's not when the grace period starts, which I think oh a lot of no organizations. Grace think. periods, my friend. Yeah. So my so my um so this prediction was all about how businesses were gonna start to turn around and say, We used to collect data, you know, we used to have loyalty schemes, we used to have this. We that collected and the other. anything. We collected anything just in case. To okay, actually, do you know what that costs a lot to store and process yep. and and all those sorts of things? So you know, what? maybe we should just not bother. Maybe we should just Step get away. rid of it Step away. or turn that information into sort of anonymized statistics mm. and dump the personally identifiable part of that data. So <clears throat> I've heard of some really big use cases. Oh, I, I'm, are you thinking about the same one I'm thinking of? And we won't mention names because we'll spare blushes. But yeah, big organizations dumping their their loyalty schemes because they're just looking at it and going, no, it's easier not to have one. <laughs> well, exactly. No, I say it's easier. It's, there's less risk in not having one. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, I've, um, I'm just, just Googling now to see if I can find the example and actually quote it. I can't, but what I'm going to say Ah yes, just found it. So yeah, Weatherspoons. Yeah, that yeah. Well, whatever. If it's uh, yeah, it's on, it's on the web. So they <laughs> deleted their entire customer email database because, to be quite frank, they said it didn't offer them the value that um, not having it would, and actually it didn't that offer them the value what. that that uh, well, the ROI what. wasn't there comp- compared to trying to maintain the data. So you know, there's a prime example of somewhere where they've gone through a data divorce. Mm. So I that that's what it was all about. And do you know what? I, uh, I, I said spare the blushes. Uh, actually, I, think I, d- me, I don't think there's any blushes to be a, had. I give them a round of applause for the honesty to do it. And I think actually it takes a lot more to turn around and say, you know what? Actually, that data wasn't as useful as it could have been. It could have been seen as this. We're going to keep the information. I'm sure they've, they've got customer databases they've mm, kept. Yeah, yeah. It was, this was specifically their loyalty card program. Yes. Um, you know what, actually, it's it's not as valuable as we probably initially thought it would be. To us or to you as a customer. Exactly. So, do you know what, actually, we'll be sensible, we'll be forward-thinking, and we will get rid of it. Yeah. And you know what, if they reinvigorate it in the future, then they can do everything from day one in a very GDPR-compliant fashion, mm. you know, as far as the data privacy is concerned, and away they go. So, pat on the back for Weatherspoons. That was a, a very clever move, I think, from their their part. Very, yep. uh, very... Very forward-thinking move. And I think it also sort of, um, for me, it sort of it underwrites the, the prediction. But, 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 Ooh. the reason I'm only going to give myself still a relatively low mark on this one is it was meant to be the year that everyone did that. It was meant to be the <laughs> year that organizations <laughs> woke up to yeah. the risks that GDPR presented and they either turned their data into analytics and statistics or they just got rid of their data and did a Weatherspoons. B minus. David needs to pay more but attention s- in class. <laughs> but sadly, well, organizations need to pay more yeah, attention. Yeah, not you. Because yeah. come on, I mean, we've, how many times have we sat in, orga- sat in um, rooms in GDPR summits and conferences? Somebody go, what's GDPR? Well, it's not far off, is it? When people go, you know, where are where are the organizations that you're currently working with on their GDPR strategy? And every single time we sort of sit there and go, Jeez, you know, they're in a really bad place. Yeah, a really I bad place. I just, I just don't think people yeah. are taking it seriously enough yet. No. 
Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see. Um, I'm not going to make any predictions, but I think you know what I'm thinking. Well, about. at the risk of GDPR becoming the next PPI, mm. you know, and so we've we've had some conversations today with some raw GDPR experts yep. who maybe don't necessarily believe or want to believe in the nefariousness of certain you know organizations and individuals but i don't doubt for a second we'll get ambulance chasing type yep you know activities very much like um ppi and obviously the ambulance chasing of old with insurance you know with it's still very you know not have you had an accident type um not to take this this segment down you know another tangent but i think you've got to look at how how fluid yeah that the regulation still is because it's a framework and it's ever evolving yep. at the minute um and oh dear it's like uh, i'll put my hand up and say up until yeah a, a few weeks ago and i mean you know david i mean i've kind of been trying to take an interest in in yeah you've become, on a, you become a gdpr you well you've been voluntold to become a gdpr <laughs> expert oh we <laughs> don't know what we're letting ourselves in for you had no yeah, idea yeah yeah well i'm starting to see um yeah, up until a few weeks ago, I didn't even know that um, there was uh, the ability for an individual to take some sort of legal action and rec- or have a recourse to action. Yeah, and I've been speaking to people. I said, "I oh, know, don't, don't worry. It's, it's very much aimed at the business." Like, mm, <coughs> no, look at that article there, and that pretty much reads to me like, um, "Yeah, we're going to be seeing a lot of those as PPI comes to an end. You might be seeing a bit of a, a an industrial pivot." I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because shall we shall we move on to the next one? Yeah, why not? Go on. Sorry, That's okay. I cut you cut your mid floor there. Cut but mid floor. It's I, fine. I, I, don't do yourself down. I think you know, yeah, you might not have seen as much as as you expected to see this year as far as data divorces go. But uh, you know, I think just with the example we've given, I think that's a pretty good indicator cool. that there's going to be more of it, not less. Yeah. All right. So the next one was data driven decision making. So this was essentially. Yeah, we've been talking about big data for a good few years now. And um, big data is only as useful as the decisions you make off the back of it, right? That's the business case for the whole purpose of big data in the first place. So mm. this was going to be the year when actually all sort of came together and, and big data. And remember, remember, listeners, our definition of big data is not millions of rows of data or billions of rows of data. It's dimensionality. It's the ability to ingest multiple diverse data sources. Relevance. And do some, do something with them. And they don't necessarily. They don't necessarily even need to be relevant to each other. You know, we can look at very contradictory data sources and find correlations. And actually, some of them can be the most. You know, that's where people haven't looked before, and where you can find those mm. little nuggets of business information and business differentiation to do something cool. Um, did this turn out to be the the the, the golden ticket that I thought it was going to be? <sighs> I'm not sure. If I'm honest, I really. I, th- I just think. A I lot still think it's bubbling around, but. I think a lot of businesses are still co- are still trying to cope with how they extract the value from the data <coughs> that they're creating within their enterprise yeah. already. I think that's still a massive, massive challenge. And until until you can get comfortable with that, you know, then starting to talk about ingesting data from other sources, and that's really when when we look at that decision making process. That I think that's when you really start to leverage mm-hmm. the, the power of big data um yeah until you kind of fix everything that is meaningful to you how the heck do you make 
yeah. make an inference. I mean, it makes it makes sense that things like transport information, weather information, you know, open data sources can have yeah a relevance to specific industries and specific businesses. Um, I mean, we had Al- we had Alex on from uh, the weather company earlier in the year, and you know, I know uh, IBM likes to say weather impacts every business. Well, y- yeah, but I'll tell you what, if you're still trying to struggle, if you're still struggling with getting your head around your sales or your performance data, um, weather can wait. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. No disrespect and, uh, to the weather company. And actually, I think I think it's going to be one of these things that just it will come in pockets for every organisation. And then I think yeah. there'll be another revolution where it sort of comes together as an as a, as mm. a total organisational solution. But but the one thing Go I was on. pleased to see was almost every single application on the market today, be a management performance management type org- application, Ooh. be a sales or application, be an HR. Every single one of them is including sort of the first login pages and analytics dashboard of the various KPIs that. So <coughs> that for me is one step forward. That actually everyone is becoming a lot more data driven in everything they do. So to that to, to that end, it's not a complete failure. It's maybe a mm, I, I seven. Think, yeah, I, I think the people that are kind of going with you on this one, I think where we're seeing it are in those businesses that today we look at as being disruptors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that could be a traditional business that's, that's that's kind of pivoting and that's gone through a bit of a period of transformation and kind of gets this and has done the hard yards yep. to get here, yep. rather than an industrial norm. And uh, you're right. I think it's one of these things where we could do better. Yeah. But we've got to sort other things out first before yes, we get Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And I think it, it, it will get there. And as I say, and as I've said a few times on various other podcasts and go back and listen to our Big Data podcast or the mm-hmm. Harvey London podcast again yeah. to learn about our approach to big data and how we break it down into small consumable chunks so that people can understand which technologies are appropriate to go and do the clever thing. So... Mm. Have a look at that. Come back to us and, and, and we'll go from there. Next one, next one. Oh, I like that next one. Come on. The machine learning revolution. Yeah, what do you think? I think it's been it's been just insane this year. Machine learning has become so uh, <laughs> So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give away the the pivot of a trend for this year. Oh um, that's all right, people have forgotten about yeah, this episode. You know well that's we can do the next that's one. True. It'd be fine. So um so machine learning. Yeah. And AI, you know, although two very different things. Um, Let's not get them confused. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the the biggest thing for me has been not necessarily um, it becoming something that everyone can pick up and and, and it not as, it's not as malleable as other, t- as other technologies yet, but it's being involved and introduced into just about every single major application going forward. Everything's got a machine learning element to it too optimize itself or to be able to do what it does better quicker faster and more effectively yeah. i've lost lost count certainly in the last six months the number of conversations <coughs> with, with partners um and, and businesses that i would not have expected to have conversations around yeah. a, a topic like machine learning that's the thing that surprised me yeah again i think it's been Probably a little, s- a little slower to really start to. It's, it's been like mission creep. <laughs> it's kind of little isolated pockets, but then all of a sudden, when you look back, you go, "Oh, oh wow, yeah, this is there's yeah. a tr- there's yeah. a trend there's a trend here." So interestingly, the the the, the, the I'll give it away. Screw it. Go on, man. 
I can't have more water at all, can I? Um, no, you never have been able to. So uh, the the topic for this year is augmented intelligence. So it's um, oh, I like what you've done there. Yeah. I know so it's all that. about. I know where you've knit that from as well, but never mind. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Plagiarism um, is a very fine form of flattery, exactly. David. Well, this is this isn't it isn't. I mean, mm. so augmented intelligence is is a, is quite a common term now, and it's all about augmented and 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 helping humans rather than replacing us. Yeah. So, although I don't believe for one second that AI is going to take over the world next year or even in 10 years' time, I do believe that at some point in the future, AI will come to the point where it does become the next major technology revolution, right? And I do believe absolutely that it will displace huge quantities of jobs, and Mm. I'm sure it will create lots of others, right? And it's all part and parcel of the evolution of our planet, but augmented information is what it's going to be about next year. Look, I I was lucky enough to get to go to um, IBM's Watson Summit in London. Um, and I say lucky enough because the registrations were absolutely off <coughs> the chart. Mm. And whereas Watson kind of covers quite a lot of things from an IBM uh, technology perspective, you know, to see you know, probably upwards of... Oh, at some point, it was like 1,500 registrations. There were well over 1,000 people there on the day. Mm. And I've, I just the interest around, ultimately, you know, the fundamental core subject being machine learning or augmenting intelligence within the business. Mm. That was just phenomenal. Yeah. And for me as well, the the application of using that when you start looking at well right how do you how do you use it to infer buying buying patterns and start to start to leverage it in something like uh, e-commerce to how can you utilize um, machine learning from sort of uh, field systems management perspective to you know anything and everything in between it's just like hang on a minute all these people are here. And admittedly, it was it was probably more of a, a fact-finding event for a lot of people. But still, one day in October to get that many people into an event well, that was yeah. just, you know, I, it's, it, it shows me that this is where people are yeah. kind of, right, I twig now. It's not what we were just talking about in one of the earlier uh, points about the whole big data piece. It's, Needing to fix the problem that I've got. Well, what's one of the ways that I can do that? Well, let's take it off our plate and give it to a machine. Yeah. And whether you want to call it machine or business process robotics or whatever, it's like, you know what? Let's let's dump that that would normally be the role of a data processor or yeah, some. Let's move the human up the value chain. With that's this. that's the important thing, right? It's it's all about. It's not replacing, it's it's in making the role of the human the next generation rather than leaving the human where actually they can be very easily disrupted by a robot or a artificial intelligence mm-hmm. algorithm or whatever it may be. Um, I'm going to give you a strong A- minus for that because mm. I think it's, again, <coughs> probably really for me, I start kicking mid-year. So I if anybody we can say we say you're ahead of the curve, I'd yeah. like that. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And I'd also say, just from a, a very um, academic perspective, the uh-huh. the, the, um, the field of, of AI has come on just probably in one year, it's come on as much as it came on in the last five because so many people are focusing on it. So many yeah. 
so much has gone on in such a short space of time, you know, with Google and Facebook. And, and by yeah. the way, all these guys are open sourcing all their, all their data, all of their architectures. You know, obviously Google um, open sourced TensorFlow last year in mm -hmm. 2016, but it's really, I mean, ramped up some of the visual sort of um, development environments that have sprung around that are huge. Yeah. Facebook, um, they open sourced their hardware, basically how they build their servers for AI. Mm -hmm. um, so they basically said, this is what it looks like. This is how we make it work. This is how we yep. run artificial intelligence algorithms so quickly. It's just, it's all goodness, right? So I'm, I'm very happy. That's high throughput. AI, clever, clever. Very happy with that. Do you know what? It's almost, it's almost like we're looking at these trends because that kind of nicely leads us to the next one. And what would that be, Richard? That would be APIs eating the universe. Yes. Now, this is one that I, I believe is a strong 10 out of 10. For me, personally, if a piece of software does not have an API anymore... And by the way, API's gone from one of these things that was very much a developer-driven conversation. Yes. To it being a feature request in just about every RFP for a piece of software you see. Just the same. Yeah. And um, that, to me, says it's gone from something that was a nice-to-have to a need to have mm. it's gone from a developer conversation to a boardroom conversation because people are starting starting and i do mean starting because it's still a hugely underserviced area of our of our industry but people are definitely starting to see the value of integration the value of combining multiple services to create something greater than the sum of their parts it, rather than saying I don't have something that does this, so I'll buy another piece of software. Rather than looking at the myriad of software they have at the moment, saying, if I just integrated A, B, and C, I actually have, you know, Z. Well, it's funny, isn't it? We were talking to, we've been talking to a partner today, uh, yeah, and, and their strength is in, is in integration of systems of records and systems of engagement. And you, you see, pretty much word for word, is exactly the same mm. conversation that we had there, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it, it is a bit of developer uh, it's, it's gone from being a bit of developer jargon as yep. API to being a yeah absolutely here's here's a request for information if I here is a tender and lo and behold look at one of the feature functions we're after yep so go uh, on so from my perspective I think that's that's been There's a terrible <sighs> trend occurring here <laughs> it's verging on me being sick of antic <laughs> but go on you know what I, think, talking I about. think that's been a good one I think yeah, that's yeah, come true I'll give you that um, I'm happy with that. I think I genuinely think that that's been one that we've seen do exactly what it said on the tin. So, thumbs up. Go on. Good. Right. So that brings us on to the second part of the um, of our hottest technology trends for 2017. Yeah. David, which Go which on. What, what? on a on a on a cliffhanging cliffhanger. <gasps> oh no. Hence, I'll try to tee it up. We're going to bring you next week. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, oh unless, unless, unless... Unless you're a week behind. <laughs> unless you're a week behind. Or you're doing a bit of box set binging. Or, you're, or you've only just caught this in 2020. Then, hello, how's the future? And, and I'm hoping the rest of the ones you can listen to are true as well. Oh, God. <laughs> it's going to be one of those. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's going to be a long afternoon. All right. So on that bombshell. Yeah. Power everything down. We'll be back soon. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye now. Bye-bye.